You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live This Week. Featuring news and commentary on This Week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live This Week, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live this week. I am your host, Daryl Kristen. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What's up? And we have a very special guest today. She lovely, is a lovely. fitness guru. She is an author. She have a she's a mm. life coach. Mm. Don Strozier is with us today. Hello. Getting us in shape. <laughs> Getting us in shape. Oh, Getting us yes. sexy on for the red carpets coming up for you yeah. know yeah. all the awards yeah. season. Because you know we yes. did the cleanse already, so yeah, now we need fitness tips. Yeah, we need fitness tips. Yeah, we need some fitness tips okay. for real. We need fitness you. prayers. Get us off of the couch. No, that's right. Get on the treadmill. Now with this American crime going on, I'll be a sucker on my couch watching Hulu. I know, right? It's a lot of TV shows. Eating a whole lot of popcorn and a lot of movies. I'm gonna stop though. Uh, I promise. It is movies because we had to catch up like for award season like watching yeah. all the movies so we can vote for SAG Awards and that kind of thing and you sit on the couch and realize you watch three movies and ate three bags of popcorn at the same time. <laughs> I'm like it's not a good plan. It's not. Yeah. I've been finding myself doing the same thing. <laughs> not personal thing. experience or anything but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah nothing nothing like that right yeah, Corey. No, yeah. No, no, no. Well we got a great show today. We got yeah, a lot yeah. of fun topics including Jamie Foxx saves a man from burning in his car. That wild. Shonda yeah. Rhimes teams up with Norman Lear hey. and Epics. Very cool. And also, black celebs are going crazy over the Oscars this year and mm-hmm. the lack of diversity, which we're going to talk about a lot of, about that today. Yes. But first, we're going to talk about the buzzmeter question from last week, which is Team Farah or Team Nikki? You guys talked about that last week. Give us a little bit of background on that, Courtney. So, what had happened was, Nikki, <laughs> me and Nikki was sitting on a couch because we both were watching the episode of Teen Mom at the same time, which was really funny because when she tweeted, I was literally watching the episode. Um, but Nikki was watching, you know, a rerun of Teen Mom. OG is what it's called now because it's the original girl. It's right. It's the um, so, Miss Farrah Abraham, who has been known to be quite disrespectful to her mother on television, like, harshly so. They have a rough relationship in general, so we're not blaming it all on Farrah, but Farrah just becoming for her mama on a regular basis on TV mm-hmm. and it's kind of rough. So she came real hard for her mom in this one episode like yelling at her about some laundry detergent and it was crazy because Farrah was asking her mom to watch her daughter for like a month because she had to go overseas and she was like giving her mom the house rules because the mom was going to come live at her house for the time and they got in a fight about laundry detergent, basically, and Farrah was really, really disrespectful, like harshly disrespectful to her mom. So Nikki tweeted about it like, you know, you're a jerk to your mom. She didn't use the word jerk, but, you know, you need to stop. And right. then Farrah got upset and tweeted her back, like, because you're a parent, you know what I go through, like, you don't know anything about me, and blah, blah, blah. And then they started talking about your videos are porn, and then Farrah came back and was like, so you don't know nothing. And then her Farrah put her daughter in a video on Instagram basically hating on Nicki Minaj and posted it, too. So it got ugly. Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. But some people were like, Nikki shouldn't have come for her on social media. And some people were like, Farrah's ridiculous. I fell on the side with Nikki. Like, she was just watching and was like, dang. Because it's uncomfortable when you watch, if you watch Teen Mom, as I do, 
it's uncomfortable to watch how disrespectful and rude she speaks to her mother. Oh, she goes in. She goes in. And I get that they got issues, but even when you got it, like, it's just, it's very uncomfortable for me to watch. And what Nikki said, I was thinking the same thing. But, like, it's just like, wow. So, anyway. How many people call her that a day? Yeah. From watching them reruns. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so Team Nikki was me, and apparently... Well, apparently you were the majority, because yeah. ne- Team Nikki got 86%. Yeah. Um, actually, yes, t- 86%, and Farrah was 14%. Bye! Sorry, Farrah. So, <laughs> but I do sympathize with her, because she is really going through it, and, you know... I can imagine if, like, was what's her thing called? Um, the Barb's... Oh, came yeah. at her Twitter like you know, yeah. yeah, all because of a rerun or something like that. Like it's like, girl, how many times people calling you a cunt because of the way you act your, uh, towards yeah. your mother? Just drop it. I, you're mad and salty because Nicki Minaj. You thought it was going to be a little news source for you. Here it is, fourteen percent. Congratulations mm. and welcome to the show, Don. Don's like, Don's like oh, that's all y'all doing? She's like, it ain't even been five just, minutes. Really? We need a be- ding, ding, ding. How do you we really feel, Jesse? Yeah, we need to put quarters in a jar. I'm telling you, we'd be rich on this show. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, just Jesse alone state. All right. Well, our buzzmeter question for today is: Should Chris Rock boycott the Oscars? Mm. We're going to get into that subject a little bit later because there's a lot of Oops. debate about that. She mm. done turned she got whole on She that. did. She did. She, she did. Whole like, body language. She did a little roll. Was too. okay. She did. Mm. I got feelings about that. <laughs> Yeah, but first up, we're going to talk about topics with DJ Jesse J. Yes. So um, some, you know, African Americans, people of color, uh, were. On Twitter, upset about the Oscars, but they weren't the only ones. Mm. Across the pond, there was Sam Smith, who was in London, 23-year-old. He was. Uh, he decided to <laughs> go onto um, Twitter to talk about an incident that had happened with him and his friend. Oh, no. um, in which he said he was speechless, hurt, and felt like he had to say something because his friend was verbally abused in, uh, racially in London. He said, I never thought that it would happen here. And then it was just kind of like a series of tweets, and he just felt like he had to tweet something about it and the injustice, and he can't believe that this is going on. And, you know, I felt bad because Twitter was dragging him, you know, oh, kind of yeah. being like, wait, so you never knew that racism, that racism was happening? Was happening like, where do you get your sound from? But my thing about the whole Twitter thing was the last tweet. The last tweet was kind of like a shot in the head. It was like, he came out and was like, when he got home from everything, he was like, Nina Simone is playing. <laughs> Seems fitting. So I learned a word called white splaining. White splaining. You've yeah. never heard white splaining? I've never heard that term before in my entire oh, life. Okay. Um, I don't really know if everyone really knows what the term is because the definition changes a little bit uh, as to what it is. But basically, it's. Uh, a white person trying to tell uh, black people about themselves. Yeah. About, ra- or, about racism. Any, or about their okay. struggle. Yeah, about yeah, their struggle basically. with racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it, I don't know if that's what he was really doing or just kind of saying it, but he came out to say this um, in an Instagram uh, message. He said, for the record, I was merely sharing an experience I had, in ho- I had in the hope it would draw attention to how ridiculous it is to be racist in 2016. This is not about me in any way. It's about a deep-rooted issue we have in our society that should now be extinct. I don't profess to know or remotely understand what it means to be on the receiving end of racist abuse, but having been bullied my whole life for being gay, what I do know is that it is wrong and completely unacceptable. Here's to people being allowed to 
to be people. Um, again, still got dragged for that. <laughs> he couldn't win. You, you uh, wasn't gonna win. Was, it was almost one of those things to just back away. Uh, the only thing I looked at this situation was, you know, I don't want to ever say it's a PR stunt because there there is someone saying that they the sourcing that they were there and they actually heard him make a racial slur. Oh. Um, but that is a, a unknown source, so we don't know if that's real. That's just Plot the latest thickens. that has happened, uh, come out. Um, it was just odd to me that he didn't explain. No one knows what the situation was. We yeah. just know that there was a person and they were racially abused by a police officer and Sam Smith saw that. Right. And people were upset because they felt like Sam was the one acting like he was the victim. And he couldn't believe he saw that. And, you know, it is kind of one of those things. It's like, well, so you don't say nothing about it. So, you know, just sit in your corner. I do kind of wish he kind of explained a little bit about what the situation was. If you're going to publicize it and know that you're Sam Smith and the world is going to receive this and you want to shine light on it, then shine light on the names, on, on the situation. You know, I don't know. That's just... Kind of where I was well, at. see, now I feel like think? I need a different answer now that you told me that the, the twist of the well, wait, story. That, that was maybe like, he I mean, was the one saying. It's like, you know how they always gossip. say, a friend of the Kardashians right. says, right. Chris is pregnant with triplet. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like, who knows if that's the case? I would like to believe that Sam Smith didn't, is not out here saying anything racist, and this is not a PR stunt. You know, the Nina Simone thing was just odd to me. That was odd. <laughs> but okay, so but I'll go with my original response when I first saw it is that. At the end of the day, people were going off on him about, you know, making it about him. And I, when I read the tweets, I didn't really think he was making it about him. I think he was just, I agree, he should have added some more facts to his tweets, but he never made it about him. He was just assessing the situation that he was in. Personally, that's what I thought. And then on the flip side of that, you know, if you, if you are, have not been in a situation before, sometimes your responses are accordingly according to that. To me, his response was, it's not that he didn't know that there's damn racism in the world. Sam Smith knows there's racism in the world. But his response was, wow, it actually happened like, to him. I he can't witnessed it. Like, yeah. I can't believe this happened. So it, it happens to all of us. There are situations that I've been in where I'm like, <laughs> you hear about something or whatever. Like, I saw someone get shot. And the first time I saw someone get shot, it was like cr- crazy they for me because my experience, right. yeah. I know people get shot. I watch the news. I see, yeah. you know. But when you experience it yourself, it changes your perspective of it. And that's what I felt his response was. So when people were going off on him, I was like, wow, it gives him a little bit of a break. Now, the Nita Simone comment, he could have left his, <laughs> left it to himself. That's just funny. But that, he was in funny. his feelings. Yeah. He was in and, his feelings. You know, he probably you know, a little melancholy. You know, <laughs> like, I throw off some Nina sometimes, and you just be like, in your feelings. And so he had just had that experience, and then he probably was sitting there like... That's what you were talking about. Right. Like, so, it was sort of, <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been very revelatory. And it's funny to us because, no, as know. you said, yeah. like these are things we are very right. familiar with right. and would not shock us. So that's why it's mm-hmm. funny to us. And that is why he was getting dragged because it, those people, it's very familiar to them. But I think it's kind of harsh to, like, like yeah. you said, drag him for, you know, he just didn't know. And, like, we all have people in our lives that it would surprise the hell out of us, but they would really be shocked if they saw some of these things happen. Absolutely. And it would make them very uncomfortable. And I, I got checked on it myself because I was trying to drag somebody like what the you have no how could you possibly not know but they really didn't mm-hmm. know like right. they don't have the first hand experience they've never seen it they've never walked in those shoes so they didn't know so I mean I think we need to give a brother a break you know, and I it's did. also the context too because right. I just here's what bothers me you guys ever send a text to somebody mm-hmm. and you know you totally meant the text in a you know a very 
general, innocent, innocent yeah. way. Yeah. But they take it like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And you're reading it like, wait, did we just end yeah. a friendship? Right. 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 Yes. Right. I feel like what this is kind of, you know, if we're going to talk about races, you know, I kind of want to ask, you know, does it come to a point where someone was reading that as I joked about it and talked like this and, you know, all of a sudden now we're getting an image of this poor little Oliver Twist boy saying, <laughs> racism? What? And, you know, That's pretty and, good, Jesse. and I'm just <laughs> wondering I if that was almost the, uh, it, it, you know, what ignited everything. What that that kind of thought and idea. I just think racism is sad. Mm. I think yeah. it's really, really sad. And like you said, unless you're in, you really don't know unless you have that experience. Yeah. So it's just really, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad and unfortunate. No. But I, unfortunate. there was one um, comment back that I had to laugh about. It was also uh, at 502 Heba. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she Kentucky. said, she said, Sam Smith got Negro spirituals in the background <laughs> of his songs, but just discovered racism exists last night. Okay. I was like, now that one, that was pretty good. I, I was like, that, all right, Sheba. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know. We love you, Sam. Sam, you're still good with it's us. It's all good. Just don't say nothing else on Twitter. You have some white splaining to do. That is the one thing, though, I will say, taking from it, though, like, you don't want him to not feel comfortable saying anything because right. so many white people True. are scared right. to yeah. say True. anything at all because yeah. they don't want to offend and then they don't want to say anything to other white people because it's right. a weird situation. So at least he brought it up and acknowledged that it happened instead mm-hmm. of turning his head and walking down the street True. and right. ignoring it. Yeah. So and he has a platform a to do it, too. Yeah, yeah. and there's, so there's some value in that, brother. He yeah. tried. He well, tried speaking <laughs> of value... <laughs> Jamie Foxx, y'all. You, you, you on another You on some other stuff today. You got different voices. Yo, you I had singing. Fruit, look, I had food poisoning for the beginning in? of the week, so this is my first day like out, so I'm like... Oh, because you were sick. Recharge. That's right. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Jamie Foxx is a real superhero. He, yes. come, he, he comes James. for Hancock, yes, y'all. He's a yes, yes. He said, you thought it was Will Smith, boo-boo. It was actually... <laughs> you got it wrong. That was me in that game. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he was looking like Hancock because he saved 32-year-old Brett Kyle from a burning truck outside of his house. He went outside, he saw this truck on fire, saw that somebody was trapped inside, he went towards the truck. Luckily, there was an off-duty EMT who had, uh, what kind of scissors are those? Scissors to cut the fabric, whatever it is. To open up the thing, and Jamie went inside the burning car, cut the sofa, dragged him out. I love it. And as a damn hero, the yes. car exploded after wow. they got yeah. out. Yeah. Wow. This is yeah. like yeah. I'm like sitting here like remember the movie Hostage with Bruce Willis like yeah. that scene with the <laughs> car. I'm just like what is happening here? <laughs> Talk about a real life movie in a yeah. real life situation. I I'm not even gonna lie. Maybe it was because I watched the SBU episode or something before, <laughs> but it was like I cried. Okay. I cried you when cried? I, saw, I I cried when I saw the father because right. it was a moment. Yeah, it was, the father, yeah. it was a real moment when yeah. he just turned and he said, "Just the fact that anybody would do because right. yeah. dead ass he could." Jamie yeah. Foxx could sat out there and Call been the like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> "I got to be on set tomorrow. Yeah. I can't burn yeah. my face. Right. right. Anything." And yeah, the fact that he went in there, yeah. shout out to Jamie Foxx. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. People who would go out and do that because that's magic. And Jamie doesn't want to be hero. He says. It, he wouldn't even comment yeah. for like the first 24 hours. Yeah. He was avoiding commenting and he finally had to say something. It looked like yeah. he was just explaining it because the father just really yeah. needed to. It was just. And then I love that the I father. I cheered up too. You did? did? I didn't, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I, I was crying. No, My roommates were like, what are you watching? Jamie Foxx sees from a car and the dad is so cute. 
<laughs> I love that the dad said, you know, I don't care that he's a celebrity or whatever. Yeah. Just the fact that he saved my human. son. You know, he said right. an act of goodness, an act of but goodness. the good kind of acting, not that he isn't a good actor. <laughs> right. But we got a chance to see Jamie in a different light. Yes, yes. that's yes. nice. We saw, saw the human side of him yeah. and make the world love him more. Yeah. Yeah. and also apparently the kid was under the influence well, of alcohol. alcohol. Wow. And uh, I've, I, if this is the same house, I have been to a, a party at Jamie Foxx's house, and his street has like those street bump, mm-hmm. bumpers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this kid must have been flying. Yeah, they said That's he was it's flying. Not, it's a long street. He flipped yeah, the car. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I'm wow. thinking, it's not like it's a big street, you yeah. know, so that, thank God he's alive. And know? he didn't care that he could die. No. Jamie didn't care. He didn't think no, about it. He didn't some, think he just about it. I got a whole new respect for him, a whole honestly. New respect. Yeah, brother. Humans. Love Humans. it. Love it. <laughs> Boom. Uh, all right. Well, make sure you guys check out our sister site, AfterBuzz TV. Whatever your favorite TV show is, as soon as it's done, head over to AfterBuzzTV.com. You know me and Courtney just thought Real Housewives of Potomac. I know. It's so great. <laughs> I love it. All the tea, everything. Real Housewives of Atlanta, loving hip-hop. But not just reality. Whatever your favorite TV shows. I'm about to do SVU coming soon. Yes. That's my favorite. Is that because yes. of Jamie Foxx? No, no. I've been doing it. Uh, It's because of Law and Olivia. Olivia Benson. Uh, Check out AfterBuzzTV.com. Check it out. All right, Courtney, what you got for us today? Well, I'm actually like the bearer of fairly good news this week because usually I'm the one like with all the effery. But (laughs) this week we got some positive things happening. So you know, Sundance has started up. Some cool movies are coming to Sundance. And Miss Ava DuVernay is back in the news, guys. She's done a partnership with Indiegogo, and she has a company called Array. That's an independent film distribution collective that she founded and she's partnering with Indiegogo to in an effort to help raise awareness and create sustainable support systems for films created by women and people of color so basically that was already sort of the mission of her company Array to like and she's purchased like last year I believe they purchased two films that are now on distributed on Netflix and that kind of thing directed by women and people of color and um so with Indiegogo, they're working together. They have a big launch that they're doing at Sundance, for which is it's the fifth um, actual anniversary for Array. And Indiegogo is partnering with them, and they're hosting this whole thing with industry influencers and executives to kind of chat about, let's get some action plans in place for how we can elevate women and people yeah. of color in this industry. Um, she quoted as saying, uh, quote, Indiegogo has proven to be perfect, like-minded partner in this experiment experiential endeavor sorry I thought it was experimental experiential endeavor at Sundance to um, to assist the importance and beauty of filmmakers of color and women filmmakers so they are in complete alignment and she's super excited about it so guys keep up with Array mm-hmm. out there because Array is what's supporting and getting the films out because one of the complaints obviously about this whole Oscar thing which we'll talk about say, later yeah. mm-hmm. is that we don't have access right. and we don't get seen yeah. so they are really changing. changing that and yep. making it happen and go Indiegogo awesome. I didn't do Indiegogo I did Kickstarter but I like why did you do Kickstarter? <laughs> Um, I did Kickstarter for my film because Kickstarter currently had a broader uh, sort of fan base, so to speak. So you had more, they have typically more access marketing wise to a broader range of people. But Indiegogo is still great and you actually keep whatever you raise on Indiegogo. Yeah. They charge like 5%, I think, well, yeah. for contribution. Um, it, it varies depending on if you meet your goal or whatever. Right. But Kickstarter, you have to meet your goal to get any of the money. So that's sort of the. No, that wasn't what I was asking. Difference. Can you please promote your day of reckoning? <laughs> Because she ain't gonna promote herself. I, so. I, that, but I thought I was like, okay, sorry. I'm shooting a short film, Day of Reckoning, next week, and you guys will hopefully see that on the festival circuit towards the end of the year. And they it's, can follow it at. And they can follow us on Instagram at Day of Reckoning Movie. And on Twitter at underscore reckoning movie. So it's women producers behind it. 
and I am obviously a woman of color, so we are working on that, and we're telling some stories that aren't being told, and making a female superhero is our goal. Awesome. All right, I like that. Follow her, please. Awesome, yes. so follow us, please, please, please. Absolutely. All right, speaking of superhero women, Miss Shonda Rhimes also doing amazing things. She mm-hmm. is partnered with Norman Lear. For those of y'all that don't know who Norman Lear is, I'm going to just dismiss you because you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, he's a producer behind, you know, the Jefferson, Sanford okay. and Son, like, ah. historically, like, he's he's the Norman Lear's man. So, um, she has partnered up with Norman Lear, and they are producing a uh, docu-series on Epic's network and it's basically called it's called America Divided and it's looking at and exploring the inequalities within America mm-hmm. in depth no more of this like surface like okay we had the civil rights and we are <laughs> we're, we're 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 got a black president we're good they're they're really going to like dig into this and epics quoted as is committed to presenting thought provoking documentaries that deal head on with hot button topics that affect our society so they wanted to be at the forefront of this and they are fully supporting it she's got common involved yep. oh. um, awesome. amy poehler is also involved america, america ferrera are all signed on to help produce this series, and it will debut sometime this fall, and it's specifically looking also at the political landscape in this country. So it is perfectly timed with it the is. election right. coming up in November. So. And isn't it that they all <laughs> go back to their particular place that they grew up, like uh, Common would go to Chicago? Or, that's Yeah, that, I think that's some of it, yeah. yeah. But it's supposed to be to. a nonpartisan investigation into the key issues that are shaping the presidential campaign and the politics of this country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, Epic. Check that out on Epic guys for good. those of you that don't have that super super premium cable that'll get it to you hopefully it'll be available online because I'm yeah. like Epix is like because wasn't Epix like originally started out like concerts and stuff like that I don't actually they did know. a lot of concerts at the beginning but yeah I, I mean I don't know now they have you know a, a lot of original programming on I'm gonna there, have to so. check that out and a lot of good movies yeah. this is the first you have to like dig and find that. the channel but it's on there guys check yes, it out it's in the it's like high, high 50 it's 500s like, yeah it's like 5 600 on my cable yeah. Yeah. yeah I ain't got on that I got Hulu Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime <laughs> <laughs> you damn millennial you non-cable wanting self just kidding <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, well, before we on? go to the hot topics, we want to talk about it's uh, Super Bowl coming up soon. And yes, obviously, football is going crazy Still right now. Crazy. People are doing a lot of bets and doing yeah. a lot of different things online. In fact, Powerball just happened too, right? Somebody just won. Yeah, How much won. for Powerball? Yes. They finally about. picked up the win. I didn't win, everything. so I don't care. Just I kidding. I know. I didn't win. I'm not bitter at all. I almost cried. I'm in debt. I know. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> quite upset about I really, myself. And then I had funny. to remind myself, I didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> I did play, but. Yeah. I played, but like not for real. And it's funny how like, so, because the hype had gotten so big. Well, like not for real. Like I wasn't invested. I don't really right. play the lottery. Did but I was like, oh, it's like a thing. Like well, I'm like playing to. it. So yeah, I played it. To. And then for that millisecond that you thought you could actually win right. because it was such a big deal to everybody. And it was very hurtful that, you yeah. know. Did you have to wait in a line, either of you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I played early. So there's a little bodega Place right down the street from my me. chain when I saw a line outside. Did you? Outside. And the machine, they said the machine <laughs> broke in some cities. Like oh. Detroit, I think it broke or something like that. My boyfriend went and purchased tickets. I was like, just give me one. Yeah. Well, I'm saying all this to say because we could play DraftKings. You could also win some money there as yeah, well. Okay. Because you can, second chances. Second, second chance. chance. <laughs> you can win. If you like fancy football, it ain't a billion. Go, it ain't a billion, but it's two, two million is in prizes. No, and it. you can go to DraftKings.com, use the code name BLACK. You can play. It's easy. If you don't know how to play, Don, I don't know if you've ever played fantasy no. football, 
but it's very simple. You go in and kind of let you maneuver. Even Daryl did it. Even Daryl did it. Yeah, yes. Really? Yeah, yes. Even Daryl did it. <laughs> Courtney's trying to play me, but that's okay. Um, but no, it's really easy. Just go to DropKings.com, put in the code name Black, get your fancy football on, and let us know if you win because we will take a percentage of that. We would money. like a percentage. <laughs> just we for the have like five. Just I'm so mad at your head you know. to let me know if you win. Let me know. Just, I'm just letting you know. Some of that money. We want some of that money. Give us some of that money. All right. Uh, now for the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Ooh, we didn't get our cue. We didn't get our cue. Because he thought I was going to jump in there because my hype right, right now. You're so vocal right <laughs> now. You're right. so vocal. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you could do it. You, you could do the sound effect. Got it. Well, this topic has been uh, going on a lot this week as we are approaching the Oscars, which are taking place February 28th. And we're also in the midst of award season. We just came off the Golden Globes, the mm-hmm. Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. We got the SAG, SAG Awards coming up, up. Uh, Spirit Awards, yeah. a bunch of things. Um, but there is a big problem that still is continuing in Hollywood, which is the <laughs> lack of diversity. Last week, Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who is the president of the Academy, read off the listing of what films were being nominated for the Oscars this year. And a lot of people were in an uproar because of the lack, non-existent names of African Americans in leading roles, supporting roles, directing roles. There was nothing. The only thing that really got any recognition was Straight Outta Compton for Best Mm. Original Screenplay, which people were upset about that because the writers are right. The writers are white. The writers are white. The writers are white. Um, And now they're calling, a lot of the celebrities are calling for a banning of the awards this season. Chris Rock is hosting. He has not made an official statement about whether he's staying on or not. My guess is that he is going to stay on because he has made a bunch of jokes calling it the white BT awards. Um, you know, a lot of some people on the other side, like Arsenio Hall, has said, you know, he should stay on and use this as a platform, platform. to speak about diversity and speak mm-hmm. about, you know, what's going on. Um, but there are the other opposing people like Tyrese, like Jada Pickett Smith, uh, Will Smith um, and uh, 50 Cent and, and Snoop Dogg, who say that everyone should be banning the Oscars this year. They should not be watching. They should not be tuning in at all. They should not be attending. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting things right now. Even Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who I mentioned was the, the <coughs> Academy president, she has gone on to just express her frustrations and disappointment with how the nominations were this year. Mm-hmm. There are 322 new members that were a part of the um, Academy voting system last year that they were put on for diversity efforts. Um, I think a lot of people were in hopes that that would kind of transition to the way things were voted for this year, especially after we came off of a very successful Emmys year, which they almost called it the Black Emmys because you had Viola Davis, you had Taraji honored, you had, you know, uh, a bunch of people honored there um, who uh, people of color. What are you guys thinking about this whole thing of banning the Oscars this year? And do you think that that is a strategic, smart way to address this? Or should it be where Chris Rock, for example, stays on and just addresses it more as his platform to speak about it? Who would like to start? Well, I have mixed emotions about it. I think it's important that – I do think it's important that we banned it. I think they need to know um, what our support represents. Mm-hmm. So I think that – in one regard, I think we need to ban. In another regard, I think that he needs to be there. <laughs> yeah. His jokes are important. I think he needs to make light of the situation and try to uh, take a stand for us during that time. So I'm kind of on the fence. I agree with you. I, I, <laughs> I, I look at it like, okay, as a community, don't watch it. Right. Let, let those 6,000 white people <clears throat> who are voting for this, you know what I mean, watch their show and right. let Chris Rock dog them out, roast them to a T. Because I, I can't imagine that that's not what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gets to a point where it's it, it's like, 
for him to walk away from it, that's almost a slap in the face to everything. Uh, I think it's more so, I mean... If if he's that gangster, he's gonna go on there and really <laughs> rip them. Yeah. And I mean, he may I, yeah. not get work after that, but if he did that, yeah, yeah, you got every keynote in my book. Um, and I don't even know what that saying means. It just came out. Uh, <laughs> but to ban it, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's it, it's interesting to me because it all stemmed off that Jada Pinkett Smith thing, yeah. right? Where that bothers me from. Where why that bothers me is because okay, Whoopi Goldberg said it best. This argument only comes up a couple weeks before, you know, right after the nominations. But who's really out here doing this stuff? And it, it, you know, we can take it to just Oscars, but it's almost with any crisis or any situation, we complain about it right then in the moment, but we never continue the follow up. Where's right. the follow up? So Jada Pinkett Smith, for people who may not know, oh, g- given a little bit of background on what the argument was that Jada presented. I mean, Jada media. basically came out with a, a, a video and saying that her and Will Smith are going to boycott the. Um, uh, the Grammys, the Oscars, uh, and she's just asking for a stance for everyone to do that, yeah. uh, a, a call to do that. And it's just interesting to me because it's like, okay, cool. You know, I went on their site because Jane Hubert, uh, old Aunt Viv, she back she, she just read, ripped Jada a, a hole. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was correct or not, but she talked about her production company. Here's why I can't fully side with Jane Hubert because Jane Hubert said if you Jan- have a production company, Janet, 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 Janet Hubert, uh, if you have a production company, why are you not you know creating more r- roles for African Americans and all this stuff? Well, I went on to their production company and the movies that they do are actually, actually yes, very yeah, heavily yeah. now okay. <laughs> The stars are all the Smiths, but, <laughs> you know, they do create movies with, with a more ideal re- real-world realm in them, um, in a very diverse cast, uh, for the most part. My question about that is, because there were some movies that I questioned, okay, if you're going to ban the Oscars, are you going to ban going to certain friends' house, houses? Are you going to ban working with certain companies? Right. Are you going to ban certain things? Or is this just your husband wasn't nominated for a movie, and you're feeling some sort of way about that? Or, I don't know, I, I I question certain things because I, I see the whole let's take a stance and let's do that and I'm there for that. But is that really what you're standing for? Is, is that really are you going to where is there going to be a follow up? Is there, are you going to be joining uh, Ava, you know, and, and whatnot? Questions. Yeah. Just I don't know. I don't Go know. ahead, Courtney. Could I, have I mean, uh, you as an actress, what is your especially just, on your side? I mean, I just I don't feel like okay, boycotting. I don't think is worth anything in this particular situation. What I... Not at least if the black actors do it, because there's only, what, five of them that would go to the awards anyway. Right. Or be invited to begin with. What an ideal universe for me would be would be, like, all of the nominated, like, actors and actresses stand up and maybe refuse to walk the red carpet and go to the award ceremony, deal with the award ceremony, let Chris Rock roast the hell out of everybody and make them very uncomfortable in their seats. But I would like to see, because I know, like, I think uh, Clooney spoke up and said Clooney something said was horrible. Clooney said things need to be changed. Brie Mark, Larson, Brie Larson said something. Said Mark Ruffalo, like, yeah. said he was considering not going, like... And the that part of the, the big game. marketing right. of the awards is this red carpet moment right. with all this press, and I think it would speak volumes if they like. But it would have to be the people that are the ones that are nominated yeah. that it that yeah. matter to the Academy yeah. Yeah. to have them on that red carpet and to showing up at that. And I would, I mean, in an ideal universe, I would love for them to boycott the red carpet, maybe still do the awards, let Chris do it, give it because I think there can be some. 
that's a platform to share some yes. information in a way that we don't have on a regular basis. And I think everybody's going to be tuning in because all this is Absolutely. going on. So I think that would be awesome. I think that it sucks all the way around. But I think it sucks. Janet Hubert, like, don't get me wrong. I got so entertained by that video. Oh, I got like, entertained by the video. Yeah. Girl. But it also was kind of hurtful to me because... Jada is in a weird position because if she speaks out, everybody's like, you complaining because your husband wasn't nominated. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, I don't know Jada. I don't know, but she's been in this business a long time. She has her strong opinions about what she's doing. She worked hard to with her film, um, TV show Hawthorne, trying to be a female producer and putting black women up front. She did a great job on Gotham. A black RN nurse yeah, on television. I don't like believe that her heart is about Will. I, I think either. the slap in the face that she felt from Will probably hit her even harder than usual, but I don't think it's limited to that and her right. just whining because she's not nominated for awards. And I don't like that Janet turned it into a, we got bigger issues to deal with. And da, 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 yeah. Because you can't, you're, you're comparing apples, apples and, oranges, and oranges. And yeah. there's something to be said of the importance of media in this country mm-hmm. and what those images mean and how they affect our culture and how they affect our communities and that kind of thing. So I think to to try to take that away from her just because she don't like Will, like I, it was to me in poor taste and it's right. another episode of black people like tearing each other down right. when we really should be standing together. So you can hate Will all you want to, but Idris Elba deserved a nomination. Absolutely. And that little boy in Beast of No Nations, whose name I keep forgetting, he deserved he a nomination. So did, even yeah. if you did not like Will's South African accent or whatever he was supposed to be in concussion and thought he did <laughs> not do a good enough job, I don't think that that's what it's limited to. There were definitely some people that are overlooked on a regular basis, including Straight Outta Compton. And I just think that at some point... Benicio when Del Toro. That Sicario, should have yeah. been yeah. done. So, and, and everybody's like, oh, people get snubbed all the time. Like, that is not the argument. You know it's not the same. Stop right. saying it. It's really irritating. And somebody called into, I was actually listening to Bevy Smith's serious show on the way in, and some fool called her radio show and said, when are we going to have to stop paying for slavery? Like, do we have to put a token in every single category to make y'all feel better about yourselves? Wow. That is not the argument at all. And if anybody out there is feeling that, nobody is saying, like, every, like, we're not asking for nomination in every category, but we are asking to be respected for our art the same way that you respect your art when the time comes, because this platform means something in this country. The Oscars is a valuation of art in this culture and what is considered valid, what is considered high art, what is considered good and positive, and that speaks to other people. So if we're saying only white people doing film art are good and excellent at that job, we're communicating that to our children. And I think that's where we need to like pay attention and stop pretending like it's just some award ceremony that doesn't mean anything and it's frivolous because there's so many serious things in the world. It is serious because it means more than just the freaking statue. It's just the, what blows my mind is the facts, the numbers. When you really take the numbers and you really put it out there, when you put it in front of these people's faces, like, what is the response? There are no interviews like that. <laughs> there's no conversation like, look, why all these people have a war? Like, there's no conversation... When you really sit there and look at the numbers, it looks like a fuckboy situation. So I'm just sitting here like, y'all dressing up every single year, sucking up to this award show. It gets to a point where almost, I feel like the show needs to be tarnished and create something different. Or, I mean, I know how legendary it will be to make that change in the industry. But it's just like, right now, it's just a white and black situation. So then we're going to fix that, and then all of a sudden it's going to become, well, now the Latinos want and then the Asian. It's like... Well, it- I don't actually think it is a white and black situation. I think that 
accepting the black of it is actually an open door to all of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like black is the hardest for them to accept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems to be the easiest one to push to the side in a lot of ways. But I do think that once people are like, it's a normal thing that right. black people be nominated. I don't think it'll be no. an abnormal thing that, you know, more Hispanics are nominated and more Asians are nominated. And obviously those numbers all need to grow in massive proportions, but it just, ugh. It's, well, it's exhausting. It, well, it's also the argument, too, now that they're going back and forth with everyone's blaming the Academy, which we talked about the Academy has, you know, 322 new members to diversify things, but it's 6, 000, over 6,000 members right yes. now. Uh, 90%, 94%, 94% of them, of them are white, white men, men over, over 50. 50? I over thought it was 63 yeah. or 60 is like the average, the average age. Yeah. So wow. you know, is it is it even really just the academy? Because the, there was the academy was called racist. I think there was an article today in Variety that now the academy members are defending themselves. They're like, how can you call us racist? You're looking at us strictly. Why don't you look at the movie studios who are not producing these films to have the opportunity for the roles to even be taken by a Latino and African American and Asian? You know, that's a that's a that's bigger a issue fair within argument, itself. Argument, but it doesn't excuse them from not taking the time to watch Straight Outta Compton exactly. to watch Absolutely. whatever. <laughs> Because when I when somebody was explaining, I don't remember what I was watching, how the voting process works, because there's only eight films in the Best Picture category this year. There can be up to ten. And there's some kind of rating system where, like, you watch a movie and you give it some points, and everything that falls above a certain amount of points gets into the Best Picture category. Mm. And Straight Outta Compton apparently was not even on the radar because maybe, what, 10% of the Academy actually watched the movie? So, right, like, they right. don't watch... It's not like they watch are forced to watch all the all movies the and then yeah. make a judgment based on that. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, so you're also not even making any effort on your part to go out, seek out these other films that you might want to nominate and get you're sort of sticking with your little hole that is comfortable in what works, and that's unacceptable. And to me, at this point, I don't know how they make their rules of how they need to vote and all of that, but Cheryl Boone Isaacs being in charge... Girl, you obviously need to change the rules. Mm -hmm. You can't just invite new people in because that's not effective and it's not effective fast enough. So invite new people in and change how you vote or whatever or something. Well, I really think that after this year there will be a change because now this is the second year in a row that we're dealing with the same thing. I know, I know, I know. But you know, know, it's funny. Twelve years a slave. Okay, they don't. No. no. But I, but I think that now it's in such light and it. It's brought to light so much right now. I think that this will really start to change it differently. I, I, I really do. Especially, I think it just takes time. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like what they were saying about Obama. You know, certain things just took time for it to rotate, even though some of the things didn't pan out the way we wanted it to with him, not by his fault. But I think that with Cheryl, she is so aware of what the problem is. She, if you notice, even in her statement, she's not, she says that there's a problem mm-hmm. with the voting process. Oh, yeah. She's not saying what that is, but she's aware that that yeah. problem exists, and I feel like she really is trying to figure out how to cure that problem. Yeah. I sympathize with her, because I wouldn't want to be her. Because I'm yeah. sure she's it's beating her head job. against the wall what dealing with whatever Every board day. members right. or whatever right. she has to do, so I'm sure it sucks, but I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know. I I think nothing, to me, I don't see how it's really going to massively change unless the people that, quote, matter to them stand up too. Yeah. Well, it's funny when I was doing a little I like research that on no this. Carpet I mean, no don't carpet. do the carpet. I do like the carpet. That was, or that's going to cost a whole lot of money to a whole carpet. lot of people. Yeah. Or even having maybe the the key actors, if they want us to watch the carpet, bring a face of someone after, of a minority they think should have been nominated for an mm. award. But then that might cause a little bit of problem. <laughs> yeah, white people with black heads. Yeah, right. on yeah, you're right. You're right. Black heads. You're right. You're right. Then, no, I have my Rihanna face, but yeah. we ain't going to go around. But I, I mean, I would even take them not accepting their awards. 
Or like, going up there the and saying, a, giving, a, I don't know, something, a speech or something. Just, I don't know. I just feel like this whole award show needs, you have a platform right now. Everyone has a platform yeah. and we all know what the conversation mm-hmm. needs to be. Yeah. Screw entertainment right now. Screw the movies. Yeah. It needs to be about this conversation. It really does. Jennifer Lawrence, you still going to get work if you spoke up. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. let's be real. Yeah. Like, uh, well, let's all be joyful this, right. this year. You're, if you're, anything, it's going to make you even more relevant because then they're going to yeah. be like, oh, wow, she's got <laughs> oh a cause. My God, she, she is like the what? Hunger Games. She's, she's, she's got a cause. Yes. Like, Wait, so. why'd you do the whistle, though? <laughs> why'd you do the whistle? <laughs> you're done. You're crazy. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we want to know what you guys have to think about that as well. Tweet us, you know, put comments on social media for us because this is obviously going to be a conversation that's going to be continuing for the next month or so. Yeah. So, uh, changes definitely have to be made. But, you know, in kind of wrapping up, but it was interesting as I was doing research about this, uh, the first um, Oscar that was given out was for Hattie McDaniel for her role in Gone with the Wind, which was in 1939. And the next award for an Oscar was not given out for like 52 years, which is crazy, to a black person. I think it was like Sidney Portnier or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I think it was. Um, And then it was Denzel after that, right? For Glory, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah somewhere mm-hmm. in the... Well, oh, Whippy. No, when did Whippy? Was, no, Whippy, Whippy, was, Whippy, Whippy. No, Whippy was after Glory, because Glory was like 1988, I think. No, yeah, because Denzel said, because he, he was yeah. following Sydney, he, he made yeah. a comment about it. Was, yeah, so he won for Glory, and then Whippy won for whatever. But it's crazy, the gaps in between, you know? I mean, we've definitely come a long way since then, but it's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So, you know, we want to know if you guys are going to be boycotting the Oscars as well, so tweet and let us know that. All right, we're going to move on to our last subject of the day. Um, I know we always are talking about the water crisis oh, in California, honey. but somehow we missed a water crisis in Flint, Michigan, because that is what's going on right now. They have contaminated water, apparently. Mm. Um, Governor water. Rich Snyder has just made and issued an apology because apparently what has happened is that residents have received a high level of lead that's entered their body because of uh, rusty pipes and problems with water pipes that have been caused by the switch of less expensive water from the Flint River. So there's this uproar that's going on right there because people, kids are getting sick. People are starting to get sick. And the results are that the governor, they feel like he should have been more proactive in the process mm-hmm. of curing this problem. So now they're putting a lot of money back into Flint to give them bottled waters. There's like a $28 million uh, fund that they just created just to get pure water back into the system. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency just said that the state has not responded quickly enough to the water emergency. President Obama has given $5 million in federal as- assistance that he's issued. Showing. Um, he had to declare a state of emergency. He had to declare yeah. a state of emergency, and they're finding lead in children's, yeah. in their blood yeah. systems. Look at these pictures, y'all. These are, it is crazy. It's Bad. scary. Yeah. And obviously, Flint is one of the largest, you know, black cities uh, in, in, in that area, and, you know, residents are really at risk. What do you think about uh, this entire problem that's been come to light? It's sad. It's disgusting. It's the fact that it's taken this long to even like get any sort of attention. The fact that it's even not nobody's giving it attention uh, until people are getting sick and all that. Um, it's gonna be a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, you know, shout out to everyone who's helping though, because yeah. I do yeah. see a lot of people just standing up on their own and, and, like and reaching out water. and finding ways yeah. to help. So I appreciate that, and I, I love that we're becoming a country where 
that is becoming the norm. It's like yeah. we can't even wait for anybody else. It, we have to get in there and do something. Well, so, at this stage, I mean, they don't have a choice. I mean, it's, the lead's already in their systems. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? You have to you have to be proactive at that stage. Yeah, and then I, they had an attorney on CNN talking about the lawsuits and how saying how difficult it'll be. Like, yeah, they can bring lawsuits, but more than likely it's going to be really difficult to, like, the burden of proof or whatever for these type of lawsuits right. is so high to show that there was, like, actual negligence on the part of the government and not just a mistake or... Or whatever, like it, it, it was so sad because these kids will can have permanent damage. From Absolutely, they will. like they will. Yeah. mental they issues will. and all kinds of stuff. So I, I don't know, but I, I mean, wouldn't want to be uh, Mr. Governor River, Rick really? Snyder. Like I haven't He's been to that part of, of Michigan in a long time, but just like the thought of using the Flint River seems wrong to me. So yeah. I don't understand how they didn't know or didn't think harder about yeah. such a thing. But it's also sad because that city, I mean, Flint's been through it rough for the last, like, they 40 have, years. Yeah. And they're, the population's down to, like, 100,000 people or something yeah. small, so people just look the other way. But it's America, y'all. Clean water is sort of, like... Clean water is very much a necessity and important. I mean, it's, it's sort of, like, an expected staple. Like, we've established this country in a way that clean water, like, is <laughs> supposed to be available to all. Like, yes. you know, Welcome like, to America. Welcome to America. That's, that's you know... Well, we'll send prayers out to Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm. to make sure that you know more people aren't getting prayers sick. Prayers and some water, and, y'all. And some water, prayers yes. Water. All right, we're going to move on to the last part of today's show with our special guest, Don Strozier, the celebrity trainer extraordinaire, author, <laughs> and everything, getting us Thank in shape. You. you know, you. you need to give some tips to those red carpet people that okay. are mm-hmm. going to be out there. Now, I know you've written two books. Mm-hmm. I've co-authored two books. My single book is on its way. Oh, okay. okay. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Some tips, ideas. Okay. Some effective tips to help you to have a lasting, long success okay. with your weight loss journey. Yeah. What do you see as the, like the biggest problem with stepping into the weight into the weight loss journey world? As far as people, I know I think our commitment. biggest challenge is not really understanding the work that needs to be done. Mentally being prepared to do all the work necessary to lose the weight. We we hope it happens overnight. Amen. Um, we shall at do. the end of thirty days into the new year, if we haven't seen the results, we quit. Because <laughs> yeah. most of the time, we haven't mentally prepared ourselves for what it's going to take. It's going to take some hard work, and we don't want to admit that. But if you admit it's going to take hard work, it's going to be challenging, but it's worth it. You'll make it through. You'll hold on a little longer. Mm. And you've worked with a lot of celebrities like Steve Harvey yes. and a variety of different people. Mm-hmm. Who has been one of your favorite people to work with? Steve Harvey, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't call you the wrong name, though, right? Oh, oh my, no, no, no. But let I'm me tell you, there was, there, was a, there was a time when I first started training him, and uh, we were working out, and I heard someone in the corner cussing. And he was like, I don't cuss, okay? But he was like, he was, I thought he was cussing at me. He was he was cussing, saying, you stupid, come on. He was saying, and I was like, I thought he was talking to me. I was hurt. I was offended. But then I found out he was talking to himself. I was going to say, was he talking that's to himself? <laughs> that's how he motivated himself <laughs> to pick up the weight and to get moving. Now, the reason why he's my favorite client is because he goes hard. Mm. He goes hard. Every trainer loves to work with someone who enjoys working out. Yeah. I don't want to beg you to have to take better care of yourself. I don't want to force you to get up and move. I want you to have desire. And with that mm. desire, we can do something. Yeah. He is a monster. When it comes to working out. He seems out. like he would be. He seems like he'd be intense. Mode, all all yeah. he needed me to do was give him a program and help him design the body he wanted. But other than that, the motivation was there. And it was exciting. And what do you love the most about what you do? Uh, helping people. I love to help people. I think if you don't have your health, you don't have much of anything. Mm-hmm. When I can help you get control of 
making better diet choices, yeah. um, the quality of your life changes. From my own story, I never had an issue with being overweight, but my issue was the choices I was making weren't healthy for yeah. me. I was diagnosed with mitral valve prolapse, which, w- which is when one of the leaflets in your heart don't close properly and blood begins to spill out. Mm. And if I didn't pay close attention to what I was doing, it would have it progressed to, into mitral valve regurgitation. So the moment I did the research and realized it was nothing I was born with, I can change my future by simply making different choices. That's all I had to do. Mm. So that's what I wanted to share right. with people. You can change a quality of life simply by making better choices. Mm. So, so mm. if you could give like three tips to us as we prepare for the award season, what would it be as far as like looking our best and feeling our best for the carpet? I want energy. I, I need some. I need some. As you say, energy. desire. How do yeah, I, I get? How do, how do I get? That was my question. I didn't want to say desire. So I was yeah. saying energy. Oh, wow. yeah. That's cute. I like that. Okay. Well, I think desire comes from you understanding why it's important for you to get in the best shape of your life. I had a girlfriend who said, "I simply want to stop being overlooked." Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm, I'm tired of men not picking me. But, which seems simple, but it was a big desire for her. And that reason why I got her motivated, I said, well, if you're tired and that's your why, if it's big enough, it will get you up in the morning without alarm clock. If your why is big enough, it'll get, keep, keep you moving without any help from me. Mm-hmm. And so she seriously tapped into her why, and that started a new revolution with her not just, not just showing up but being consistent. Because mm-hmm. we can show up. But then when you show up, you got to show up for yourself and do the work. And then from there, every morning you got to re- get up and recommit yourself to the commitment you made, right? Yep. And you got to put through, push through all the challenges that you face because life gets in the way. Right. So I would tell you to be motivated, you got to find a why. I like and that. Why, your why has to be big enough. I gotta find my why. If it's not big enough, you'll know. Because it won't move you. Yeah, it's okay. Mine have vain. definitely not been it's big okay. enough. It's okay. Because my, listen, my. <laughs> Is what? My be, why's haven't been big enough yet. Before, <laughs> before <laughs> that. My stomach big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was when the stomach falls to the thighs, then you'd be like, yes, it's enough. But anyway. But sorry. sometimes you gotta you reinvent your why. Because yeah. once you reach that goal, you gotta find another reason to keep it going. One of my why's have been I was very thin. I was very skinny and I was uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted people to look at me after they walked by. After I walked by, I wanted to get that get look. that little second look. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big enough one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got in the gym. It was it, it was interesting. I was very insecure. I used to wear jackets down to my knees. It was eighty degrees outside. I was on a date, and he said, "Aren't, aren't you hot?" <laughs> and I was like, "No," and I had sweat running down. <laughs> And he was like, listen, you're beautiful from what I can see. So if you're uncomfortable with you, let's get in the gym. Let's put some shape to this. So I got in the gym. And oh, I built my quads and my glutes right. and you can build it. So that was my why. I built my butt. I built my legs. I built my arms. And then after that, my next why was I was refusing to have valve replacement surgery at I a young that. age. Yeah. So then that why <laughs> took me to the other stage. And then re- my new why, I got the new why. Yeah. There was a list that came out of trainers and I wasn't on it. Oh. oh, Well, if you could give advice to say, like a lot of people, I think, even myself sometimes, we want the quick results, right? right. So that's what turns us off about right. being consistent with it. What would you say if someone had to put a plan together for themselves would be a real realistic amount of time where you can see a change with yourself? Okay, well, you have to Can remember- Daryl get the six-pack by the Oscar? <laughs> can I get the six-pack by next Friday? This is what I tell my clients. I tell my clients this. Because they all have their ideas of what they want. I need you to bring a picture into me of what you want to look like. Because mm-hmm. I have an idea, but my idea of what you want to look like may be different. When you bring a picture in of what you want to look like, then I can tell you how hard you need to work to get there. Okay. Then I can watch your work ethic, and then I can tell you how long it's going to take for you to get there. So it just depends. Um, it takes 21 days to change a habit. 
Mm-hmm. So we got some. We got a lot of habits to change, we right? Sure do. So it's gonna take each oh habit is gonna take twenty one days, right? All right, I'm already five years in, man. <laughs> Damn. Right. So this is what you need to do. You need to identify the patterns of habit that you need to change that's gonna keep you from reaching your goals. Once you identify those habits, you can tell yourself how long it's gonna take. But habits are here for a reason, so they serve some purpose in your life. So my suggestion to you is to you got to replace that habit with a better habit. That serves the purpose, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because you need it for some reason. So you replace the bad habit with a new habit that serves the purpose. And then you're on your way to having some success. But truthfully, it's going to take about, I would say, six months. Give yourself six good months. Put in the work. Exercise. So no, I won't make no, the Oscars? Realistically, no, you'll make a goal for the Oscars. It just has to be a realistic goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want some energy? Find your why. Mm-hmm. Start exercising. Change your diet habits. Change one or two different Change one or two different habits you're making, and you're set for the Oscars. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to the Oscars feeling good because you now started something new. You're on your way yeah. to, to to having your best shape, yeah. uh, you know, being in the best shape you can be in. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. So, it does. so you can be it's fit for the Oscars. Though. You just need to set some realistic, set some realistic, realistic goals. goals. I won't be Beyonce by then. But no, you'll be on your way. I'll be on my way. You can be Latavia. You'll be on your way. Yeah, you'll be Latavia. You'll be on your way. Or Farah. <laughs> Yeah, gonna be fair. <laughs> uh, I know you also work with kids. You have yes. a fitness kids. Yes. And how do you, how does one if they want to have their kids be involved with that? How would they do that? Just give me a call. Reach out to me on any of the social medias at Don Strozier D A W N S T R O Z I E R, or you can email me at ds fitness dot com and just um, call me and mm-hmm. let's talk. And then, uh, what do you have working? What are you working on next? I know you got the book, but what else? Oh, I'm currently in the middle of a 30 day no excuses challenge. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I need that. What does it tell them that? That means no you're going to take 30 days and you're going to push through all the excuses and you're going to show up for yourself every single day. You're going to set goals. You're going to find patterns of actions that you need to change, and we're going to work together to reach some success for you in the next 30 days. I'm going to set you on a game plan to reach a goal. How do we, where do we find that? How do we join this? How do I find that game plan? I'm going to get on that challenge. I'm looking for the game plan right now. Day number five next week, y'all. Y'all got to come in. Well, go to any of my social, uh, social medias there. Uh, send me, send me a message and I will talk with you and we'll set up your 30 days. It's that simple. All right. Okay. Listen, I'm motivated right now. <laughs> Don has motivated me again. Okay. I'm, I'm going to search tonight. I'm going to find my Search. I'm going to find my Because we did I'm the 20-day plan. We did. It's all great. So we now did. you're ready. 20-day plan. You're yeah. ready. Well, you know, I had a little mishap. We had, the well, we had some gap. It's been a month since we did. Yeah, it's been a month okay. now. So let, let, let me give, you, let me give you something new before we leave. Shout I want to today. Okay. Oh, yeah, D. Herbs is that's, great. Yeah, D. Herbs. That's, that's definitely the cleanse I promote. He's awesome. Yeah. I believe in the product. We started on the good note. Right. I was good just note. with him. So you, you did the, the cleanse. Yes. So now you can get his detox tea, and okay. that can help okay. get, you, get you back on track. Okay. But then I want you to, every night after 5 o'clock, I want you to cut your carbohydrates. Okay. No pasta, beans, rice, potatoes, no bread. Listen, though, when your body's big enough, it's not tough. If your why is big enough, if you, if you want to look yeah, a certain way, you'll do it. Right. Because af- after 5 o'clock, we don't need a diet that's high in carbohydrates. We're going home to watch TV, read a good book, mm-hmm. you know, 
whatever. You don't need a diet. Question to that, though. I've always wondered this. So, for me, I'm up until like 3, 4 in the morning. So, my mom's 5 o'clock to my 5 o'clock. Like, I'm up running around until... Eight nine, at but you're right. still probably not. The good news is, if you're up that late and you stop cutting your carbs at five, you give your body the opportunity to burn all the carbs that, that you've you eaten all day. Great, you so because go. carbs are energy Shing. foods, if you don't burn them off, they're going to store as fat. Most of the times, right in your midsection. So look, I cut my carbs at three. It's realistic for me. And your body's smart. There's no energy that's going to go to your store fat, turn into energy for you. So I've been doing it for years. I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I cut my carbs early, and I still teach classes at night. So mm. what's going to happen? My body, my body's going to go to my store fat and turn it into energy for me. Yeah. But you don't need to go to bed on carbs to so wake up the next morning to pile carbs on top of carbs. Your body never catches up to the fat burning process. Mm. So you can lose two pounds a week on that alone. Two pounds in a month right, as well. Girl. So you're not saying we can't eat after five. You're just saying no, cut, eat, like, no, cut, cut your carbs. What would you suggest as chicken, like, turkey, chicken, fish, beef? I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. Okay. And vegetables at night. Okay. You can still eat, but it's what you eat. Okay. I just I found like love spaghetti squash. I like. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I, knew, I just found out about yes. that. From the D Herbs menu. I like to go to bed on a salad because mm-hmm. you wake up tomorrow morning. You have a nice yeah, bowel movement. You run to the mirror. Go. You can see all your lives. Yes. Okay, here's a last life changing. <laughs> I have to, I, why do I be waking? I'll eat and then I wake up starving. Star- like like yeah. a big that, meal me too. too. Yeah. The night before, and then all of a sudden I wake up and it's like so if hungry. I don't eat something, I'm gonna punch something. Yeah. Uh, you because your body's so used to eating at night, you, you're making it want more food. Yeah, it's a, just a mental thing. But when okay. you stop eating, stop eating carbohydrates so late, you'll wake up. You'll wake up just fine. But then you you also, you're probably missing some good fats yeah. mm. in your diet because your body needs good fats like avocado or or uh, a beet, uh, a cutlev- not cutlevo, fish oil, <laughs> omega-3, 5, and 6. Yes. So maybe you need to add that to your diet at night okay. and then you won't wake up as hungry. hungry. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, D. Herbert's telling us to eat uh, raw almonds. Yes, so do it. Yeah. And I throw in a couple of little cranberries with the raw almonds to okay. you know, Udo spice it up. Then I have a Cheerios accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Then, yeah. All right. Well, um, this has been. Girl, you got me excited. Great. I know. I'm motivated. I'm like, 31 days, no excuses. We should do a challenge. Yes, let's do another one. We're down with the challenge. We like a challenge. We like a challenge. Courtney, where can people find you? You can find me trying to figure out my why. I need one, y'all. I need a bad. On Twitter and Instagram, at Stuart Starlin. And your film? And my film, at Day of Reckoning Movie on Instagram. Please, please, please follow us. Jesse? Yep. (laughs) I was just going to say, y'all can find me at Piano Practice, because I'm reading Courtney's thing. Y'all can follow me everywhere at DJ Jesse J. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don, once again, could you let everybody know where to find you one more time? All the social networks at Don Strozier, S-T-R-O-Z-I-E-R. All right. Well, let us know what you guys think about the whole boycott of the Oscars and yes. all the conversation we had today. Do Remember the buzzmeter question. Should Chris Rock boycott the Oscars? Let us know what you guys think, and we'll read those results next week. Have a great weekend. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.